0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, all the help you need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long.
0: Where have you been? I've been sitting here trapped inside your phone. Not really. I've been away, I've neglected you. And one or two of you have contacted me. Uh, I love... And this is the thing about a podcast, right? If I forget to turn up to the radio station, you get music or something, right? And people ring up and go, what the heck's going on? I think the problem with a podcast is if I don't do a show, unless you're a creature of habit who listens on a Wednesday morning, for example, uh, you probably didn't realise that I wasn't there. And... I might have just appeared in your phone again for the first time in two weeks, and you're like, "Oh, I'd forgotten about that." Thanks for your patience and uh, thanks for your loyalty. No, but to the uh, to the people who have contacted me, I I apologise. I I thought I thought I mentioned that I might be aloof, but maybe I didn't. I'm back, and uh, even though it's the evening, I'm awake. Uh, the sleeping dramas are over with regards to jet lag. But I'll tell you more about Sweden and Huskvana shortly. That was why I wasn't here, if it wasn't obvious. I was overseas with the people from Husqvarna. Uh, very interesting. And I uh, look forward to telling you more about that. But uh, a stack to do today. We're going to talk about domain names and email. We're going to talk about television reception. We're going to talk about mobile phone buying. We're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about roaming. We're going to talk about kill switches. We're going to talk about translations. We're going to talk about soccer, football, we're going to talk about chainsaws, lawnmowers, whippersnippers, and the internet. Whew, I'm exhausted already, uh, but it is great to have your company. It's great to be back. Um, we'll be here for a couple of weeks, and then I do have <laughs> another week off um, because I'm taking my family away in the second week of July to Queensland, and I won't be doing a podcast. So I'll do two weeks, and then one week off, and then we're back. Well, okay, I'll never take a week off again. I promise. Um, although you didn't. You didn't all notice if I'm honest. if I'm honest, it's not like I was overwhelmed with emails. <laughs> I did I did get a few tweets and emails, but I wasn't overwhelmed. so I don't know what that says. I don't know if that says you care or don't really mind, but regardless, it's all good. I'm back. Um, so lots to talk about. and the main thing here is if you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology or you just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, uh, do get in touch. Please, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking
1: technology without the jargon. Your, your tech life. life with Trevor Long.
0: So I had to tell you about, I mean, I get a lot of product press releases, but this one actually jumped right out at me today, and um, it's it's a watch. Now, okay, yeah, lots of watches in the market. Um, you know, it's all very easy to talk about, um, but golfing products are something that I've not had a lot to do with because the problem with golfing devices is you've normally got to play golf (laughs) to take advantage of them so a little handheld I've told you about the Garmin products uh, in in the in the advertisements uh, in this show but you know handheld products you need to go out on a course and understand how they work but this is cool Uh, Garmin have introduced the Garmin Approach S6 Golf Watch now This is a very nice-looking watch, big round face uh, with a a color screen in the middle. And it has all the things that we've talked about before with golfing uh, devices. So there's some 30,000 golf courses stored on it. Uh, You can work out how far away you are from the the tee, from the pin, as they say. Um, You could work out a whole range of things just there on your watch. But this is where this thing blew my mind. Uh, and if you like me and you love a, love a bit of a hack and you go to the driving range, bingo. $499. This will be available in July. The Approach S6 is the first golf watch with advanced swing metrics, swing tempo, tempo trainer, and swing strength. So the this is first of its kind metrics, training tools right on your wrist it can be used to improve your swing consistency and synchronization. So this is ready for the driving range. So yes you can use it on the course and it will help you on the course with your swing. It'll also help you on the course out there playing 9 18 36 however many, however many holes you play in terms of where you are, distance to the pin and all that. But on like in your lounge room, you could in your backyard you could practice your swing and it will it will help you with that. So it actually helps you understand, you know, how consistent your swing is, whether whether the tempo of your swings, good enough the strength. I uh, I mean, you know, this is this is serious technology jumping together. This is this is a smartwatch. Right? So um ha- have a look at this. I'll uh, I'll put up a re- um, um product information at eftm.com.au. Obviously there's a whole stack of other things. Um, including uh, notifications from your smartphone. So it pairs up with your smartphone. Your phone can be in your golf bag and the watch on your wrist, and you can see your text as they come through as well. Like, how good's that? I think it's fantastic. So uh, check it out. The Garmin Approach S6 Golf Watch uh, from Garmin, and I'll tell you more about Garmin because they are a sponsor of Your Tech Life, but that's not why I tell you about this. I think it's awesome. Um, You are listening to Your Tech Life. So, I was away. Yes, I was away. And uh, the reason I was away was I went with the people from Husqvarna. Not Husqvarna, people. Although they'll say that even in Australia. When you're in Sweden, it's Husqvarna. So Husqvarna, uh, you may know them. And I put this post on Facebook. I found it very interesting. I said, what do you know when I say the brand Husqvarna, what product do you think of? People said motorbikes, sewing machines, chainsaws, lawnmowers, etc. Uh, The majority actually said sewing machines or motorbikes. Well, the company's been around for 325 years. They don't make sewing machines or motorbikes anymore. In fact, they haven't for many years. They actually license the brand Husqvarna to other companies who make, so Singer sewing machines make sewing machines with the Husqvarna brand and KTM motorcycles in Austria make Husqvarna motorbikes. The Husqvarna company, the 325-year-old company, make chainsaws. They make very good little engines, and that's why they got into chainsaws, whippersnippers, um, weed trimmers, uh, hedge trimmers, those kind of things, and lawnmowers. I actually bought a Husqvarna lawnmower and whippersnipper oh, October, or oh no, December last year, when we moved into our new home. Um, and now I've been to the factory where they're made. It was very interesting, and I think <laughs> think the reason they took me. Um, was to look at chainsaws because you know EFTM is a, is a great fun men's lifestyle magazine that we could definitely talk about those things. But also because of the robot lawnmowers and the connected lawnmowers. So robot lawnmowers, this is not new, but in Sweden, one in five lawnmowers sold is a robotic automated lawnmower. And the amazing thing about this is uh, we got into the little town of Huskvarna, Huskvana, and uh, we had plenty of spare time on that day. So I just packed, unpacked my bag and went for a walk, left the hotel, turned the corner, went two hours down, and there was a robotic lawnmower buzzing around in someone's front lawn. Uh, it was amazing because it wasn't a setup. I hadn't been taken there to see it. And as I walked around the town, I realized this was not an uncommon thing to see. Uh, now what I understand is, and and to be clear, they're not trying to launch this here in any big way. They are available here, but really in Australian conditions, it's a bit tough. You know, you have a twig or a leaf or a branch fall on the ground, that, that part of your lawn's in a bit of, not going to get mowed. Um, you know, whatever it is about our conditions, we're not quite the same as your, uh, Scandinavian countries. Um, and, but what I, what I found was, it's quite interesting. The concept of a robot lawnmower is not to go out every two weeks and mow your lawns for you. It's to continuously cut and trim your lawns. So rather than just going out and hacking at it, you go out and you just trim the top, like a top couple of millimetres off the grass. This is good for the grass. It keeps the grass, grass healthy. It, it makes the grass uh, grow greener. And it basically has a consistency then across your whole lawn. And Because and, it's randomised. It doesn't just go up and down like you would with your mower. It just randomly rides around and drives around and cuts your lawn. Um, they are... Pass, password protected So if someone picks it up They can't use it They are um, They are also Able to be programmed So that they only work At certain times So if you've got kids you, It just the, the mower won't go out After 3 o'clock And before 7pm While the kids are out the back The mower might not go out On Saturdays during the day But at night time mm, Buzz away Mow the lawns people During the day Mow the lawns And it just goes out Every day Trims your lawn Keeps it trimmed Keeps it simple Great idea But Possibly the coolest thing um, we saw was the connected services that they're now offering Husqvarna. Excuse me. um, They've created this thing called Fleet Services. Now, if you're a landscape gardener, you have multiple lawnmowers, multiple edge trimmers, multiple whippersnippers, and you have plenty of staff operating them. What they have now is this system where, using Fleet Services, each of those devices can be tagged and when they return to base, at the end of the day, they wirelessly connect to a hub which synchronizes with the cloud and the fleet manager, the boss, whatever it is, can look at that dashboard and see who's been like over-revving devices, whether or not they've been underutilized, overutilized, the amount of idle time versus the amount of run time, the amount of vibrations in any individual unit versus any individual worker so that you can help them make sure that they're and compliant, it's all connected, right? Now, that's all well and good. And if, you're, if you are, in fact, into landscape gardening and, and, and have a an, uh, commercial business in this, they're offering a, a public beta of this, uh, I think, from August this year. But this is where I kind of get thinking, I think, what does this mean for for you and me? Well, i got, I got a lawnmower at the back. Now, I remember walking into this, my local, I think it's a GYC store. And uh, I said, a need a lawnmower. And he talked me through the whole range of different Hondas and, uh, you know, cheap ones and and the Husqvarna's in the the kind of mid to high end. And I didn't quite go the Honda, but I went the Husqvarna and and I thought it was great. And he said to me, you know, service this, oil that, bring it back there, it'll all be good. I, I don't remember what he said. Don't have a clue. Can't remember. My car beeps at me when it needs a service. This one? Not at all. Not at all. Um, so think about this connected technology and whether or not that could be for you as an individual. So five years away from now, perhaps you have a lawnmower in the, in the shed, you're driving home on Saturday, on Friday afternoon from work because of the weather map and the weather information, your smartphone app and the cloud knows that it's been good weather, good sun, good rain, the grass has probably grown, and you get a text message saying you're going to mow the lawns this weekend, uh, the mower's low on petrol. Uh, you get a message saying, um, after you've mowed the lawn, you get a message saying you've, you've mowed 200 hours, it's due for service. You get feedback from your device, you know, try... Try not revving the motor so hard, try idling less, you know, whatever it is, it gives you advice, help, feedback, and importantly, you, know, you get advice on the servicing intervals, which is one of the things that most of us don't do with our, with our mowers. So here I am talking about lawn mowers on a show about technology because in the future, mark my words, lawn mowers will be internet connected devices. This is taking the internet of things almost to the extreme. It's amazing. I mean, I wrote about a pet feeder on EFTM today that was connected to the internet. So if a lawnmower and a pet feeder can be connected to the internet, don't um, spare a thought for any other device because anything could be connected. It was a great trip, uh, great to see Sweden, uh, and uh, I look forward to going back there. Uh, one day soon. Uh, thank you to the people from Husqvarna for taking me, and uh, hopefully um, if, you've, uh, if you're have if you interested in any of those conversations I've had about the connectivity of devices, robot lawnmowers, whatever it might be, uh, check out the stories at eftm.com.au. Now, while I was away, uh, obviously I was roaming, right? Now, I, I took two different solutions with me to... Uh, to kind of get things going and to test the waters. Now, the first one, you know, I'm a a supporter of the Vodafone roaming plans. In fact, uh, the EFTM Best Awards, which we've started awarding over the last week, hopefully you've been following that on the website and Facebook, eftm.com.au. One of the first awards we gave was the EFTM Best Award for roaming. And we gave that to Vodafone. Because without a doubt, it's the best available plan. I touched down in Singapore... We're there for an hour, turn on my phone, check my email, Facebook, everything. No problems. I go to Heathrow, check my email, Facebook, everything. We get to to Gothenburg, Sweden. We drive around. I'm on the internet. I'm streaming music. I'm downloading emails. I'm doing everything I need to do. I use, in a period of seven days, I use two gigabytes of data. I ring my wife. I ring my friends. I ring home. I ring Sweden. I ring everywhere. And it's all part of my plan, plus $5 a day. So for a total cost of $35, I've roamed like I'm at home. Uh, that two gig of data is just part of my normal plan. I, I you, you cannot go past that. So assuming you're traveling to one of the countries the red roaming plans exist in, which is most of the big travel destinations, you can't beat it. Now the other one is global gig. Global Gig is fantastic. It's a SIM card you can get here and it operates, it works in Australia. So it uses the Optus network, put it in your iPad and Bob's your uncle, you get your emails and everything on your iPad here. But when you roam, in a couple of countries, it's, it's like the Vodafone one, it's just part of your plan. You just get to use it. There's no extra cost. But in other countries, it's 10 cents a megabyte. Now that 10 cents a megabyte compares to 50 cents a megabyte that Optus charges for their data. And to put that in perspective, a guy I travel with, Touched down in Singapore, we touched down in Heathrow. And when we're just about to leave Heathrow, he looked at his phone, I said, how much have you used? He said, you used 10 megabytes. Well, that's $5. That's just in two stopovers. You get to your hotel, you start doing, you know, walking around, you start tweeting and Facebooking, you're using a bit more than that 10 megabytes, you're just paying more than $5 in a day. If you're paying more than $5 a day for excess charges while you're overseas, you're not on as good a deal as Vodafone. I've come back from overseas thinking without doubt, Vodafone's the best way to roam and second, secondarily to that if you just need data Global Gig an absolute winner uh, check them out because um, they are the way to go if you're thinking about uh, travelling overseas and so many questions I get about travelling overseas and the costs and the roaming and all those kind of things so check them out uh, the, the Vodafone roaming plans and the uh, Global Gig data sim card uh, globalgig.com.au <laughs> And we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. Say hello to the fitness band that knows your potential. No matter what you live for, every step can count with VivoFit, the fitness band that moves at the pace of your life. Um, one look at the easy-to-read display, and you'll know how many steps you've taken, the distance traveled, the calories burned, or the time of day. Uh, VivoFit learns your current activity, then assigns you an attainable daily goal. And as you meet your milestones, Vivo VivoFit will adjust your goal for the next day gradually nudging you towards a healthier lifestyle. And at Garmin Connect, you can earn virtual badges and view your progress on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. So no need to stop and sync and see your data progress. VivoFit stores your stats right on your wrist, and later, with a touch of a button, you can wirelessly sync to Garmin Connect, the free online community. For more information about the Garmin VivoFit fitness band and life tracker, uh, garmin.com.au. And thank you for listening. Uh, lots to get through this week on Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Alan. Hello, Trevor. Mate, what can I do for you? Uh,
2: we'll just be inquiring about what's the best mobile phone for us to buy.
0: The best mobile phone. Well, what's your circumstance? What uh, what have you got now? And what do you do with your phones?
2: Okay, I've, a, I've iPhone 4,
0: uh-huh.
2: I use it for Twitter, Facebook, making phone calls, texting, um, sometimes Snapchat. Yep. And my wife has a HTC Sense um, and pretty much use it for the same reasons.
0: Right. And so you, one of you is on iOS and one of you is on Android. That's very interesting. It's... A, It's uh, a very common to find a family kind of working together and doing the same thing. So, what um, you know, you obviously would see each other's phone. You know, see how it's used. Do you have a preference from iPhone to um, to Android?
2: Uh, No, um, I have a Samsung tablet, and that's Android, and I'm happy with that.
0: Yep. Yep. And your wife's happy with the Android phone as well.
2: Yeah. The only thing she doesn't like about her phone is that there's. The battery
0: life is um, shocking. Uh, they the i mean, battery life is always going to be shocking because we always, you know, run them flat, basically. But you know, the newer Android phones are pretty darn good. What level kind of spend do you have each month? You're on a contract at the moment. Yep, I spend forty nine, and my wife spends thirty. And that's without the phone, so that's just your basic plan, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty pretty reasonable price, I mean you're not paying much and that, that's the kicker is no matter what you do you're going to end up paying more if you want a new phone um, That's correct. I think, and you're probably how far off the end of your contract are you? Seven months So it's, that's kind of the perfect time to make the decision about whether you're going to recontract or buy outright because imagine this in seven months you probably can't save two grand but you might be able to save enough to give you the sense that it's, it's possible to buy at least one of the phones outright. Um, it's so much better to buy a phone outright, mate. It's just, it's just so liberating because then you can go on a SIM-only plan, you can, you can find a good deal with any carrier, and, and you can kind of work your way through it there. You know, if you've got an iPhone 4 now and your wife's got um, an older HTC, you'd be pretty much blown away by any of the last two years' worth of smartphones. Now, I would say to you that the HTC One, uh, last year's model, is beautiful. It's a great phone. It's got a good battery life, bigger screen than most of the old HTCs. And I actually think that even though you've got an iPhone now, the applications that you're using, you're probably better off on an Android phone given that uh, your wife has one, you've got a tablet. And remember, when you buy an app on your tablet, you can then install it on your phone as well because you use the same account. That's right, yeah. So part of me sort of says, I think you should live in the Android ecosystem. You'd be better off there just with the app purchasing, you know? Um, But if you feel you're kind of tied to your iPhone, you like the iPhone that much that you want to stick with it, then even an iPhone 5C, for example, the little coloured one, uh, is a huge step up in specification. So it's kind of two and a half years newer than what you've got now in terms of speed and, you know, capabilities. It's obviously, you know, it's, it's new and colourful and whatnot, but it's just a better phone. So your I think your path, if you want to buy outright, that is, trying to save money and not, not get on a contract, your path should be either to a, a kind of one-and-a-half, two-year-old uh, Android phone or a, an iPhone 5C. And I think you'd be happy with either of those. So uh, a Samsung Galaxy S4, for example, which is, you know, not the latest one, but damn, it's a good phone.
2: Okay, so you're saying that we should buy one outright, and then... you know, if
0: you could buy them both outright, awesome. I mean, you know, oh, it's all, it yeah. depends on your circumstances. I'm just not—I don't want to assume that you can just go and waltz into a store and buy two two phones outright. You know, these are five hundred to a thousand dollars items. Exactly um, right. But then again, and I'll tell you one other thing, just to confuse you even more. But this is the good thing—you've got time to to look at these. Um, I, I've had in my possession uh, a phone called a Moto, Motorola Moto X and mm-hmm. I'm desperately going to try and write the review up this week. Uh, it is just a bit bigger than the the iPhone. It's probably similar in size to the One X that your wife's got. Um, yeah. And it, I think it's going to be around the $350 to $400 mark. And, you know, it's perfect. It does all the things that a good old Android phone is going to do. If you're not looking for waterproof, which is what the Samsung Galaxy S5 is, um, great sound and, and a beautiful aluminium body, which is what the HGC1 is. Yep. Below that, I actually think, now that I think about it, I think the Motorola is amazing. I think it's a great phone. There's a couple of Motorola's going to hit the market in the next few months. So again, you're going to be perfectly positioned. Mm-hmm. I reckon you should look at that. And the other thing to do is don't wait the seven months, especially if you're willing to um, to recontract uh, if you're willing to recontract, then you know someone any carrier will probably let you re-sign for for two years, regardless of the timing, uh, and you know especially if you spend a little bit more, you're probably going to want to end up on a forty or fifty dollar plan just to get the right amount of data and things. But if you could save up or or, or buy outright a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars worth of phones, either the Moto yep. X or maybe last year's HTC One. I reckon you'd be very happy, and you buy them both. The other thing you buy buy the same phone. I know it sounds kind of you know we're all wearing the same clothes kind of thing, but having the same phone means same accessories, same car mounts, same charges. It makes a big difference in a household, I reckon.
2: Yeah, well, it's easier. It'd be easier, wouldn't
0: it? It is. It's heaps easier.
2: Yeah.
0: All okay. right, Alan. So I mean, there's a lot of food for thought there, mate. But you've got seven months to think about it. Um, I have. But yeah. I, I'd, I'd go. I'd want. I'd want you to have a good look, hands on, at the Moto X. And last mm-hmm. year's HTC1. All right, and well, I, th- I think you'll be impressed by both those phones.
2: I'll look for your review. You're doing that this week. Are I'll you? try
0: and get it up this week, mate. Excellent. Good on you. All right, mate. Thanks for getting to... in touch, mate. And good thanks luck. Thanks for your
2: time, Trav. See you, mate. Bye. Cheers,
0: mate. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, EFTM.com.au, or jump on Twitter uh, at Trevor Long, as uh, Alan also did. Good on you. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> question about technology problem with technology doesn't matter what it is uh, i'll try and help you out with anything in the the world of technology in your tech life that's that's why i called the show your tech life interestingly uh get in touch just go to the website eftm.com.au or call 1-800-157-157 g'day john uh, g'day trevor what can i do for you mate oh uh, yes i
3: um emailed you about the um was about domain
0: names domain names email addresses and personalization gosh
3: yeah yeah
0: where are you thinking what's what's prompted you to get into this space
3: oh well i guess on what i did when i set up a gmail address i went and stuck my year of birth into it mm-hmm. and i and i'm in a situation where i thought no nah, i don't really want to do that so yeah i, no, I agree so i um and I've got a whole stack of emails using that email address, and I thought, well, maybe I could try a um, one of these domain things, like what uh, you've yeah. got. Yep. Um, does, I mean, does that work okay just for individuals?
0: It does. You know, I, I mean, I've got it set up for all of my kind of um, <clears throat> domain names, EFTM, I've got com. They all actually go all to the one place. I've got one Gmail account. It all just goes in there. Um, Interestingly, that you that we talked today, because I noticed today that Google are starting to sell domain names. Normally, they just tell you to go and get one and then come back and sort it out. But I think they're about to launch a full-on um, buy, like a full process from end to end. So depending on how urgent this is, it might be worth hanging around for that because it could make it so much easier. But I would say to you that the depending on what the name is, the .com is the easiest thing to get. So – yeah dot com a u you've got to have a business name associated with it um you mentioned in your note to me that you were looking at dot i d dot a u and yes that was created for individuals to have a domain name and but seriously if you were to say someone on the phone send me an email at you know trevor at trevor dot i d dot a u they'd get confused because no one's ever heard of dot oh, okay. i d dot a u don't you remember
3: so I, I only stumbled across it on the web because I'd never heard of it before.
0: Yeah, and that's why they set it up was for individuals to have a domain name. But an individual can register a .com or a .net, right. for example. Now, you yeah. could go tonight to godaddy.com. Now, some people don't like them, I think. I've been in the domain name game for, mate, 15 years uh, oh, okay they 've never made it easier than godaddy it 's just so easy, so cheap they They love to oversell and upsell you, but in the end, buying a domain name is pretty easy um, I would just go and search for a dot com so something in your name or your family name com now obviously if it 's just a surname com it 's probably not going to be available so no, that's and we won't well, we won 't use the name but you've you 've mentioned in your email to me uh, a domain I actually think that 's probably available. Um, as a .com, but second case, I would get the .net, because then you can just be John at your domain name .net. Um, yeah. You, once you've registered it, and you could do this tonight, you could just go and register a domain name. Once you've registered it and you own it, then there's a very uh, that you just need to upgrade your Google account. And you, oh, could, okay. you could, and this is a great thing as well. You can actually use your your strange Gmail account that you've got now with your with your kind of number in it you can probably just upgrade that one so that you keep getting all that other mail, but you start yep. getting all your new mail and you start handing out your new address as opposed to the old one and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's probably easiest to try and combine them all and so that you don't have multiple accounts. Worst yep. case scenario, you sign up and you'll have to pay for a Google account that allows you to add a domain name and they call it Google Apps. And, oh, yeah. And it's, you know, I pay, I think it's $50 a year. Might be 100, right. but it's not much. Um, yep. And and once, I, once you sign up for that level of account, you can then add a domain name and then you start getting emails. Worst case scenario, what you do is you set up that account to actually check your old Gmail account for you and it just kind of imports it all as you go. As you receive mail, it brings it all in. So um, I think Gmail is the best way to go. I think if you were to go and register a domain name, You'll have great success with it, and I think then you just need to sign up for a Google Apps account.
3: Yeah. Now, the, <clears throat> excuse me. The only thing is, I still like using Outlook, yep. and I need I need written instructions on how to actually get that to work because I've oh. got my I'm using IMAP in um, uh, for my Google Gmail in Outlook, and that works fine. Yep. But once you introduce another email address, I'm not quite sure how how you know, that it's, all works.
0: It's even easier uh, in Outlook. You just add another account uh, under Tools and then Accounts. You just yeah. add another one. Uh, you can yeah. have multiple accounts on 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 Outlook. No problems at all. And, I would say to you is, though, I would is, say to you though, using Outlook does completely change the approach to cloud computing. So. Um, messages that are marked as red don't get marked as red across all devices. You know, just there's a few things about using Outlook. Oh, no, that...
3: it's, it's working really well because okay. I've got I've got an Android phone, I've got an iPad, I've got my laptop, and even my desktop computer. Yep. If I read an email on one of them, it's hmm. marked as red right across the whole lot. Perfect.
0: Okay, well, that's good. And And then all you need to do is add another account. And and it'll yeah. just work. You won't notice a difference. And uh, and Bob's your uncle. You'll be running beautifully. And then your old date of birth won't be listed on every email you send. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, but the other thing is actually adding an email address to um, to an iPad. Yeah. Um. It, it if you get a domain name, is that is that hard or difficult? No, it's or easy? It is.
0: It is slightly different. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. It, it is actually quite easy to add it in its most simple form, but you don't get all the features if you just add it quickly. You don't get – it's a really silly thing, but you don't get the ability to add uh, invitees to calendars and some weird things like that. So mm, the, great, yeah. the great thing about Google accounts, there is yep. always an answer on the internet. So if you were to write uh, adding G- Google Apps email to iPhone – you'll find a thousand simple pieces of instruction that will guide you through it step-by-step. Step. Yep. I've never had a problem with it at all. Yep. All right, mate. Good luck with it, John. Go okay, thanks, this, Trevor. Go and get yourself do, a domain do name. Go and get yourself a domain name. Yeah, okay then. Good on you, thanks mate. Luck. Thanks for getting in touch, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking
1: technology without the jargon. Your tech life with Trevor Long.
0: Now, I saw a great article uh, in the Guardian newspaper this week about the iPhone kill switch, as they like to call it, but um, it's the authentication that's required when you set up an iOS 7 device. Uh, Now, this was announced, obviously, with iOS 7 uh, to prevent theft as one, one of the key reasons for it. And essentially, it requires an Apple ID to be entered for every iOS device. Excuse me, having a little drink while I record. Now, the kill switch is not what Apple calls it, but essentially because you have to put in... It, if you find my phone, right? So if, if I leave my phone at a bus stop and you pick it up and you go to restore it, reset it, plug it into a computer, re, re, reboot it, um, back it up and restore it from one of your settings, it knows that it's already got a user account on it. And it says, hey, what's the password? And you don't know it. So it won't let you do anything. Uh, You would need to take it to an Apple store, and they're not going to do it unless you know your iTunes password. And if you need to restore your, or or sell your phone, or or restore it from another device, you can do that. You can remotely wipe the device and and remove it from your account in the iCloud. But the institution of this simple process has seen the theft of iPhones in London fall by 24% in the first five months of 2014 compared to 13. While in San Francisco, they fell by 38%. So the activation lock, which uh, is what Apple calls it, um, I think is kicking great goals. And I really think this is is a crucial thing for other manufacturers to have on their phones. Now, people will always steal phones. It's not like we're going to stop theft completely. There's some idiots out there and they love doing this crap. But, you know... If it stops the aftermarket or the black market, then I don't think it's such a bad thing. So, make sure you've got the activation lock on your iPhone. Theft is being reduced, and that's a bloody good thing. Now, while I was uh, in Sweden, I, I went to a restaurant one night, uh, and I was sitting there, lonely, Neville that I am, and I, I ordered steak and chips, Probably. And I was sitting there, you know, you're waiting for your food. I mean, you're twiddling your thumbs basically. And I, I kind of saw the, um, uh, the dessert menu. And I thought, oh, what's, what's, you know, what's going on here? What, what could possibly be my, uh, my approach? And I couldn't read it. <laughs> I could tell that it said chocolate. And then I remembered uh, that I could just type those words into Google, and it would translate them for me. Google Translate is a great website. It translates words from one language to another. So I I type Translate in my phone, and it turns out that I've got an app called Google Translate on my Android phone. And what's amazing is that I had never opened that. The Google Translate app for Android has a camera functionality where you can take a photo of something, take a photo of the menu. You tell it it's in Swedish, it scans the photo for Swedish words, you then highlight with your finger the paragraph or words that you want translated and up on the screen comes the English text. It's mind-blowing. It's so cool. And again, you, can't, you could not have imagined this was coming. Like, you know, six years ago or four, five years ago, you can't imagine that this was even possible, could you? But it is. You scan it, like you take a photo of a street sign. take a photo of a newspaper and you can translate what it says. Now, it's all a literal translation, word for word, not context. But, you know, the point is, it's amazing. So if you've got an Android phone, check out the Google Translate feature. Find something in another language and check it out. But certainly when you're traveling, Google Translate for Android. Fantastic app. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, It was pre-installed on my phone, but it's probably under Google Translate on the Google Play Store. While we're recommending apps, uh, the World Cup, Australia may be out, but the World Cup continues for some weeks yet. Highly recommend, and yes, my day job is at SBS, and and I would say this regardless of where I worked. The SBS World Cup app is amazing. Lots of data, stats, you know, all that kind of stuff about the games, but replays of goals are available in almost real time. You can watch them back in multiple camera angles, but even more mind-blowing is... When you're watching the live stream, remember, this is free to air on television, but it's also free to watch on your iPhone using data, of course, or Android or iPad or Samsung tablet, whatever it might be, Android and iOS. Uh, There are, I think, six camera angles for every live game. So you can choose on which angle you watch the game. It's an excellent app. I've had a lot of people pull me up in the street about it and tell me, that they love it, and I'm I'm pleased about that. And uh, thank you to those people for doing that. It's a great app. If you're at all half interested in the World Cup, get the SBS World Cup app. Search for it now in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Your Tech
1: Life with Trevor Long.
0: And thank you for listening to Your Tech Life, the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, or you can call 1-800-157-157. let us go back to calls. G'day, Anthony. Uh, good evening, sir. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you?
4: Well, I have an interesting uh, problem, and it's with SBS. I receive SBS or the SBS signal, fantastic. You know, it's one hundred. You know, a signal strength's one hundred percent, and signal quality's you know between ninety-eight and one hundred percent. But it's when I watch SBS, there is, seems to be a problem. I think with the transition between the SBS station identification mm. and the program content, it just goes into a thud.
0: Right, so what you well, hear, it's an audio thing, or the vid- the vision pops.
4: No, it's the audio, and it happens on any monitor. I've got two digital TV sets, mm. and I'm just wondering if why why is there a thud when I hear, for example, it goes from the station ID to. It's the, not uh, part of
0: it, is it? I mean, it's not if it's in every single station ID. It's not a, it's not an audio part of the station ID, is it? No, it it
4: goes. You know, the the, the station jingle might be ding 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 ding, and then it goes straight into the program material, and it goes pop or thud.
0: Right. Oh. And, I mean, you've tried it on multiple televisions. Have you seen it in anyone else's home? Have you seen that? No,
4: no, just mine. And I, I'm telling you that it's, uh, the signal reception is excellent. Right. It's very Even weird. since the new... Uh, the retune? Uh, yeah.
0: And are the, the different televisions you've used, are they different brands or are they all the different same? Different brands. Wow. Wow, I've never heard of, I've never heard of that, mate. But I tell you what I can do because fortunately my day job is at SPS. Um, I wouldn't mind. I'll, I've got your details. Why don't I ask the little transmissions team who uh, do man the phones every day? I'll see whether they've heard of anything and um, and maybe they can give you some direct advice and uh, we can get them to give you a call and see whether we, they can sort you out. All right? Yes,
4: I, I, I do like it, it. Doesn't happen all the time, but it yeah, happens. Sure. It happens when that station ID uh, Uh. appears and as soon as it transitions from the station ID to program material or maybe the station ID to uh, maybe another promo, it, Uh. it just goes pop.
0: Wow. Or oh, I, I can't answer it. I've never seen it. Um, so let, let me put you in touch with the transmission team at SBS, okay? Thank you, sir. Good on you, Anthony. And uh, we'll, we'll put Anthony directly in touch with the uh, transmission and distribution team at uh, SBS, see whether they can help him out. If you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. And before I wrap up, I wanted to remind you and let you know about uh, the awards that we, uh, we've we been pushing out at EFTM, um, we call them the EFTM Best Awards. Now, the point of these is not to uh, scientifically test two devices or two products against each other in a particular particular category. The point of this is for me to sit down with Bowen and say, what's the best smartphone we've seen? What's the best hatchback? What's the best toothbrush? So, let me read through a few of the ones that we've awarded so far, and there's a few more to go. Best roaming, <coughs> excuse me, as I mentioned, Vodafone, without any shadow of a doubt. Best sound, I love this speaker, the Braven 855S. It's a huge speaker that has a, a good, rugged look and feel, plus it's got a huge battery in it that will actually charge your devices while you're playing music. Fantastic. The best accessory went to the Logitech Case Plus. Um, I think that that system is amazing. The best hatchback went to the Volkswagen Golf, hard to argue with. The best smartphone, controversially, went to the HTC One M8, this year's version. I just think for build quality and value for money, it feels like you're getting a great deal with that with that phone. The best networking went to night, the Netgear Nighthawk, great router, great speeds. Best for kids in 2014, the Samsung Galaxy Tab Kids. I love it, it's a great little device. Um, great way to introduce your kids to the tablet revolution. Best male grooming, the Philips AquaTouch. Best drop, the Glenfiddich anniversary. The best gadget, right? This is big. The best gadget, I think, is the Belkin WeMo system. Automat, remotely, anywhere in the world, turn on and off lights in your home. Sensors, cameras, everything you need, the Belkin WeMo system best gadget best luxury car the infinity Q50 the best in car entertainment system Holden's MyLink a great system the best watch of 2014 you might think I was going to say Samsung Galaxy Gear but no I've gone with the Casio G-Shock Bluetooth watch music controls tweet warnings Facebook alerts you know um appointments calendar whatever A great watch, a normal-looking watch with great smarts about it. I think it's the best watch. The best Ultrabook of 2014 went to the Lenovo X1 Carbon and the best four-wheel drive, the Nissan Patrol. All those things have been awarded. There are more to come, and uh, hopefully you've been following that with interest. Uh, Check them out at eftm.com.au. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It's great to be back. I'll be back again next week with more and then a week off in Brisbane, but uh, lots to come after that. So stay in touch, keep listening, and uh, thank you for downloading. Tell your friends and say day. Come and join me on Twitter and say hello, at Trevor Long. Shout me out and say hi um, anytime you like, Uh, at Trevor Long, at EFTM, or at Your Tech Life. Uh, They're all me and they're all us, but uh, the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.